Hey everybody, welcome back to the Need Beats Podcast. My name is David. And I'm Brian. We're so glad you're here. We have a really fun project for today. What are we doing, Brian? Today, David and I will be attempting to write a screenplay, or at least the outline for one, over the next 30 to 45 minutes. Attempting. Yes. So what we're doing today is we're uh, visiting uh, renowned screenwriter Blake Snyder's book, Save the Cat, uh, in which he talks about the basic format of every screenplay and every like movie you've seen. And David, if you like movies, I'm sorry, but I'm about to just ruin movies for you in terms of being able to sit down and watch and enjoy them. Well, here's a side fact. Uh, I've seen so many Marvel movies that I know this setup and exactly. I, yeah. All Marvel movies made ruined movies for me. So continue. Cause they're all identical they're all start to same. finish. Uh, so basically I have the Blake Snyder 15 part beat sheet for a screenplay, uh, typed up and ready to work. And, uh, David, we're going to try and put together a movie plot in, about 30 minutes. You ready? I'm not ready. <laughs> well, guess what? We need an opening image. What's our movie about? What? Oh, we also have to include a genre. Um, what type of genre are you thinking? I am a fan of action, especially. Okay. If- well, action's not a Blake Snyder. Then what is thing. it? It's things like, sorry. Oh, I should, I should have included this. I should also remember this. Where is that book? Give me 10 seconds to grab it off the shelf over here. While One, Brian's two, three, talking four. about that, I have some great news about a shout out that I received this week. Uh, on our Neat Beans Instagram, at Neat Beans Podcast on Instagram, you should go give us a follow. Um, we gave a shout. We posted a video this week about some news that should be coming up pretty soon. Uh, depending on when this episode comes out, I'm not going to say anything about it just yet. But we had a shout out. I was wearing a Staywear hoodie, and Staywear is a company that advocates for mental health. And this completely sounds like an ad, but I want to preface it by saying this is not an ad. I just love the company uh, and what they stand for. They gave us a shout out, or sorry, we gave them a shout out, and they actually responded to our story saying the hoodie looked good on me, and they, I, I hoped we had a great week. So that was definitely a highlight of my week. Um, speaking of highlights of our week, Brian, are you ready? Uh, yeah, highlights of the week. I don't know if that has anything to do with what I'm about to read. That's why I said it. Uh, okay, word. So, according to Blake Snyder, there's ten types of movies. All right, you ready? I'm mm-hmm. going to list them off. I'm ready. Number one, Monster in the House. All right? And it doesn't always have to be like a house, but basically it's people running from a monster or something that's going to like eat them, kill them, whatever. Examples of these films are Jaws, Tremors, Alien, The Exorcist, Fatal Attraction, and Panic Room. Uh, I've only seen a couple of those. Uh, the next one is Golden Fleece, which is people questing for something or going to find and retrieve something. These are exemplified by things like Star Wars, The Wizard of Oz, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Back to the Future, and most heist movies fall under this category. Wait, this is just to kind of debunk what he just said, but how is Star Wars a Golden Fleece movie? What is the Golden Fleece of Star Wars? So, the Golden Fleece of Star Wars is that, like, locked away... And I think he's referring to the, like, original trilogy, where Uh, the Golden Fleece is, like, the knowledge of the Force that Luke is trying to find, and that, like... I guess freedom from the empire's oppression. 
he talks about it in the book, but it's been a minute since I've read it, so I don't remember what his exact example is. That actually makes sense. Never mind. So it doesn't have to be a physical thing, like straight up Indiana Jones style. But yeah, it, it, like okay. Indiana Jones is a great example because right. it's literally it's him literal. going to find the thing. Uh, Golden Fleet, or that's the one we just said. The next one is Out of the Bottle. Uh, and this incorporates films like Liar Liar, Bruce Almighty, Love Potion Number no. 9, Freaky Friday, Flubber, uh, and Blank Check. And it's basically when people get like unlimited sources of power or unlimited sources of wealth and like how that becomes like, oh, and like the wacky incidences that happen around it. Uh, Dude with a Problem is the next one. And it's just, it ranges all styles, tones, and emotional substance. So it's like from the movie Breakdown to Titanic, to Schindler's List, to Die Hard. They all fall under that category of it's like, it's one person with a big problem. Uh, Rites of Passage, which is every change of life story from tin to ordinary people of today of wine and roses. I don't know either of those references of movies, but I'm sure they're wonderful films. Uh, Buddy Love, here you go, you ready? This genre is about more than buddy movie dynamic and is seen in cop buddy pictures, Dumb and Dumber, and Rain Man, uh, but also every love story ever told. So it's like just stories of love and being like best pals. Uh, a why done it, and then not about who cares about the who, it's the why that counts, and this includes Chinatown, China Syndrome, JFK, and The Insider. So it's like approaching that documentary, like why was this thing done? Why did it happen? Uh, the next category is The Fool Triumphant, and this is things like Forrest Gump, The Jerk, Amadeus, and it's things that are just like, you know, someone who shouldn't be succeeding, succeeding, right? And it's like, you like to, you like to see some, you like to see the underdog win, right? Mm-hmm. So that's it. Uh, and then there's Institutionalized, and that's, uh, things like Animal House, MASH, one flu it's just like a group of people in one place that like they can't really like leave but they're there together and mash then is so good mash is a great I haven't movie seen mash in a while the tv show is also the tv show is what fantastic but actually oh have you seen the movie no i haven't i didn't know there was is yeah it, the there, same? it was a movie before the tv show oh. uh there's like some people that carry over from the tv show to the or from the movie to the tv show but it was a great film as well um to do and then superhero uh, and this isn't about as obvious as you'd think, like Superman, Batman. It also includes films like Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, and Gladiator. So, like, those are the kind of main categories. Yeah. So, uh, what do you what do you feel like you want to write, David? There's what, so what you, many. I already forgot the first ten. five. Great. So, I think <laughs> we should write a movie. I think we should do either Superhero or Golden Fleece. I was going to say, I think... My gut reaction was was Golden Fleece. Golden Fleece because you, you know also fleece? if you look is a horrible example because I hate them. But if you look at the Marvel movies, they're relatively Golden Fleece because they're just like searching for peace, I guess. Yeah. I also feel like you could make a a Venn diagram of all of these, and there could be like slight overlap in, oh, in for some sure. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is you make your movie that it needs to be like this but also this and like right. you're just retelling all the stories over and over again so what is it what's a what's a rom-com which which one is that i mean it depends on usually buddy love but like it could also be under something else 
you know, this is really full triumphant. This is really racking my brain about movies because, like, I have, I guess, I have genres in my head as opposed to your your categories or Mr. Snyder's categories. Brian, would you like to give us an audio book rendition of? <laughs> Like the twists of any stories, the milestones of the Golden Fleece are the people and incidents that our hero or heroes encounter along the way. Because it is episodic, it seems to be not connected, but it must be. The theme of every Golden Fleece movie is internal growth. How the incidents affect the hero is, in fact, the plot. It is the way we know we are truly making forward progress. It's not the mileage we're racking up that makes good Golden Fleece. It's the way the hero changes as he goes, and forcing those milestones to mean something to the hero is your job. As it turns out, I've been working... Okay, this is where he just plugs his own thing. I'm going to say right now, like right off the bat, we're thinking about opening images in, in a Golden Fleece. My favorite opening of all time is something we've actually talked about in this podcast before. The opening of The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But we can't, like, just copy their opening image. No, I'm not saying copy it. I'm just kind of, like, throwing an idea out of it. Like, somehow we could come up with, like, hints of the story or something like that while something else is going on. Whether it's, like, he's holding a bag of groceries and the movie is about a grocery store or something. I don't know. Something simple that people might not catch. Great. So I think what we need to come up with is we need to come up with who is our protagonist, right? Or oh, I'm already our... talking about the movie, and you're like, wait, who stars in the movie? <laughs> yeah, okay. So we're going to call our hero David, all right? Wow. Uh, so our so opening original. image is David, right? Robbie, I'm sorry in advance for all the typing I have to do when I'm not talking. Our opening image is David. David is out and about in the grocery store <laughs> holding a head of cabbage that says lettuce but okay but i like cabbage well fine fine is it are you gonna change oh there is a scream from the parking lot and david lowercase david this time runs to the door but isn't confident <laughs> enough what are you doing but isn't confident enough to go outside when he sees a woman <laughs> woman's purse being stolen right so what we see here is we see david our protagonist and a moment where he is shown what we can, what we will assume in this moment is weakness. Obviously, like you don't have to run out when someone's purse is being stolen, but that's what we're going to do here. So what's, what's the theme here of our movie? The theme here is we're chasing personal growth, right? Yeah. So cool. David needs the confidence to, in that situation, to chase down bad guys. So theme stated, cool. So where is the theme? The theme stated would be what's david's day job david's day job he works at staples works at staples okay great now we're gonna have to do mental gymnastics to figure out why he needs to be more confident <laughs> if he works at staples great so david works at staples he thinks there's more to life than just office supplies so 
our setup is the first 10 pages, right? And the first 10 pages can just be David goes about his daily or weekly routine. This includes going to work, showering, cooking, and eating meals, and biking around whatever small city he lives in. Let's say Rockford. <laughs> Somewhere in Ohio. It's always Ohio. Dude, have you ever been to Ohio? It's very boring and desolate and boring. <laughs> it's gray. If gray was a state, it'd be Ohio. No offense, Lisette, or to friends that live in Ohio. No offense to any of them, I guess. All right, so after the first 10 pages, um, around the uh, around the next few pages... Is the catalyst. Is the catalyst. Which is what sets our film into motion. And we've decided that the catalyst is the moment of, like, this woman's purse being stolen. So... We just kind of like the opening image can be whatever, uh, or the catalyst can be like revisiting the opening image. But essentially our catalyst is going to be that David is at the store running his errands and he doesn't run to help this woman whose purse is being stolen. And then it gets reported on the news. And for whatever reason, she's like, and so-and-so should have helped me, but didn't. And then you're going to get like name dropped in this small town oh, as no. being someone who's afraid. Yeah. Right. Is this a small enough town where if she says my name or the, the protagonist's name on the news that everyone would know who it is? Everyone would have a good idea. Yeah. That's what we're thinking. Like a small town of okay. like maybe two, three hundred people. Yeah. So the catalyst is David fails to act when a woman's purse is stolen. And the news report of the stolen purse, someone calls him out. And his reputation is challenged i'm reading slowly because i am because i'm typing eat. slowly brian's not typing slowly he's just typing normally and i'm most people talk faster than they type so basically david's being called out in this small town everybody knows who he is he didn't help this woman when she was in need and now we're on to the debate uh says so in the debate I'm not exactly sure the definition of the debate because Brian did not prepare me for this at all, but... Well, to prepare you for this, you would have to read an entire book. Or you could just send me the spark notes, you know. Okay, well, you can also <laughs> spark note it yourself. You have the internet. You have access. You're right. I'm just saying. I've got other stuff I'm working on, too. Yeah, me too. It's called... A hob. A hob. A hob. A hob. Hub. So what just happened? Anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, so the debate is basically like the part of the film where you have two people or like someone brings up like they challenge the protagonist, right? And they challenge them to like grow or they are like, it's that thing where something is going to be taken away or like someone's trying to prove them wrong this, that, or the other. And for this one, we've chosen, we're doing a very like box cookie cutter set in a small house in Ohio in like a rural town, a like rural, rural town of 200 people. And so David's doting church going wife 
As Glamorelda is how that's supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> as you Glamorelda. At you, as Glamorelda. I call her eggs for short. Yep. There you go. Perfect. Basically, she's horribly embarrassed because you didn't run out to go stop that man who was stealing that woman's purse. And so now she can't show her face at the blah, 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 blah. And basically you need to like get your stuff together and quote unquote, be a man. We're going real 1950s toxic masculinity with this film right now. David. It's it. great. Uh, do you actually though? No, not at all. Okay, good. <laughs> no, good. That was complete sarcasm. Just making sure. Uh, yeah. And so, and she is going to threaten to leave you. Uh, she threatened to leave David for the handsome fireman down the fire. You know, what's funny is, uh, my dad's a fireman. <laughs> so she leaves me for my father. <laughs> uh, okay. So then that's where like the debate ends. And when the debate ends is kind of when our like story breaks into two parts. Right. Mm-hmm. And so part a is the main plot line that we deal with the whole time. And that plot line is, uh, oh, so the break into two is like where it splits up into two parts. Right. And obviously that's where she moves out, right? Oh, she actually leaves. Wow. Yeah. As Glimmeralda. Eggs. Glimmeralda, yeah. Leaves David. Great. Uh, so then the B story, if I remember correctly, and I'm probably about to get this fully wrong. Um, it can be whatever you want it to be. What? It can be whatever I want it to be? Yeah. Great, yeah, dude, words are just arbitrary. Is how Eggs actually gets her purse stolen, and nobody helps her. Ooh, I like that. It turns back on her. Mm-hmm. Joke's on you, fool. Stupid Eggs. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Come on, Eggs. Even though it's pronounced incorrectly, it would be Ezg. Ezgmerelda. Ezgmerelda. Yeah, I actually like the idea of it, it kind of turning around. And and by the end of the movie, maybe David is confident enough, but also gets his purse stolen. Okay, so I think <laughs> so. What the B story is after re skimming this and making sure I remembered what I was talking about. So the B story is like the light-hearted little break from everything going on. Oh, okay. Uh, and so the B story for our little film is going to be that you in an attempt to like bolster your confidence and like figure it out and whatever you're going to go by the bootstraps. Sure. Jan, uh, (laughs) (laughs) your B story is going to be, and you can read as I type this if you want. So after the break into two, as Glamorelda moves out, we are onto the B story. David goes into town to try and learn self-defense. Good spelling correction there. <laughs> he finds himself in a senior citizen's martial arts class where he meets some fun people named Ruth, Charles, Anthony, Stephen. And Doris, that's better. So David goes into town to try and learn self-defense. He finds himself in a senior citizen's martial arts class where he meets some fun people named, I don't know, Ruth, Charles, Anthony, and Doris. Exactly. Eggs, Glamorelda. <laughs> Eggs, Glamorelda. Uh, yes. 
So um, we then have our B story, which your B story would just be you like developing friend points with these friendships with these people, uh, having a good time. You get to like learn it, and then probably at least. David, the character, would in a proper movie at least get flipped by Doris or Ruth or Charles at least like once. Like you get fully beaten up by a bunch of old people <laughs> in their martial arts class. Like, cause that's just fun, right? You want to see him yeah, fail. You want to see trying to get better. Just to make sure that he's still down and out. You know, he's still down bad. Yeah. Meanwhile, as Glimmeralda, in an attempt to find a real man. <laughs> Yikes. That's not what the midpoint is, bud. <laughs> no, that's not what I was saying. So the midpoint is what's next. And that's essentially where like the stakes are raised dramatically. And like basically here would be where your boss like threatens to fire you for whatever reason. And we would have to have a good reason. Maybe you're like leaving work early to go to these senior citizens like fitness classes or whatever, or you're doing something like that. And so then the rest of this or this next section would be, so the midpoint is your job is threatened, right? That's it. You're going to lose your job. So now not only are you like the town or is David the town weenie, but he's also going to be an unemployed town weenie. So the midpoint is threatened to lose his job. Hashtag unemployed town weenie. Yeah. Especially like, never mind. What? What were you going to say? I was going to say, how do you lose a job at Staples? Dude, you don't show up. You got to try real hard. Up. You got to, you got to, you got to be BFS with those senior citizens, even though they beat you up. <laughs> you love them, even though they hate you. And that's what makes it great, you know? So then the bad guys closing in uh, is where we have, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory is the next section. So the bad guys would be David. I'm a bad guy? No, not David. You, David. Not the protagonist of the film, David. <laughs> See, this is this is where things get confusing. We should have just called him Charles. That would have been easier. Great. So the bad guys closing in would be the boss threatens to fire you. That's, like, part of the midpoint. You keep getting called names by people in town, and, like, people in town just in general are being ruder and ruder to you, Right. And then, like, things just generally continue to get worse. People bully the character David Moore for being a weenie. Uh, they threaten, his, his boss threatens his job, etc. Make fun of him for his senior citizen martial arts class and his senior citizen's However, <laughs> it's spelled. Brian's having I'm some currently struggling to type. Straight struggling. People bully the character more for being a weenie. They threaten his job, etc. They make fun of him for his senior citizen. Citizen. <laughs> okay, look, we can sit here and talk about the fact that sometimes I don't know how to spell all day, or you could breeze through the line and keep going. I'm breezing through the line. Citizen martial arts class. Yeah. So then we have the all is lost moment, right? And so the all is lost moment is usually 
usually, he says, where someone dies, right? And that leads into the dark night of the soul. The dark night? Of the soul. So the all is lost moment is like the big dramatic, like it's, it's the hero's rock bottom, right? If we want to think of it in terms of the dark night rises or just the dark night, it's the dark night rises is probably the better example because it's literally when Batman's back is broken. Like when his body is just destroyed, right? No, is that the dark night of the soul? When was the last time I saw The Dark Knight Rises, David? The Dark Knight Rises was the first one, correct? No, that was the third one. That's the third one. Batman Begins is the first one. I feel like he's broken in all three of them. He is, but like in the third movie, The Dark Knight of the Soul would be... I don't even remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. Does he get his back broken before or after Talia is revealed to be the bad guy as well? I think it's after? After, maybe. Well, basically, the point at which Batman hits rock bottom right before Catwoman comes, helps him, and they regroup and get their ish together, like, that is where the all is lost moment is, right? Right, the moment where you're walking down the street with your head down, your hands in your pockets, kicking a can across the street. Yeah, and, like, what's that song that plays? There's a specific song in my head and I can't One think of it. One is the loneliest number. Perfect. That's fine. That's great. That actually be perfect for this film. Actually, yes. David finds the character, David, not me, finds out that Eggs, his ex, Esglamorelda, is already engaged <laughs> to another man, parentheses, even though... They haven't been divorced yet. <laughs> Hashtag ouch. Yeah, so that would be like the all is lost moment is like, oh no, everything has gotten so sad. I my lost wife my is, job. My yeah. wife left me, but is somehow engaged legally to another man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the dark night of the soul is that next section of movie that's like really sad where they're like, sad boy the whole time you know right before they like pick themselves back up and get into the finale so for this film the dark knight of the soul would just be pretty much what's been happening the whole time before but now like even worse except now is like instead of it's more about is it more about the bad guy winning than the good guy losing the the dark knight of the soul is more in my thought process about how bad the good guys lost. Okay. It's the moment you want to feel bad for them. Is, so here's an interesting question. Spoiler alert. Is the end... Have you seen the Avengers movie with uh, Thanos, whichever one it is? No. The most recent um, one? The last of those Marvel movies that I saw was Guardians of the Galaxy. Which is solid. Yeah, and then I saw the second Guardians of the Galaxy but of the like main Marvel Universe thing that like isn't Guardians of the Galaxy was Iron Man 2. Good. But that was back in like 2006. Okay. Do you know what happens in the recent Avengers movie? Uh, something about I am an inevitable, but too bad I am Iron Man, right? Something like that. I don't know. It's like Iron Man. I literally haven't seen it either. But like Thanos, the bad guy, the purple guy, Barney, he like snaps his fingers because he has all the stones or whatever. And everybody dies. 
except like Iron Man and like the original Avengers, like Iron Man, Captain America. I don't know. But that was the end of the movie. So my my interesting thought to you, someone who knows more about these than I do, because you've read the book, that's my and other things. Could movies end with the dark night of the soul? Could movies end in any of these? Like in it, or does every single movie have one of these? So, what's interesting about movie structure, right, is there is what's considered the right way to do things. And then it's like anything. They say, like, you have to know the rules of like form and function before you can break the rules of form and function, right? That's true. So, that's why, like, if you watch Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction is this same breakdown, but it's broken up and reorganized in a different order. So, I, yeah, I was literally about to bring up, um, what's that director's name? Um, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Because he definitely knows. He does pro- that all yeah, the time. Yeah. Like, if you've seen, I think the last Tarantino I saw was The Hateful Eight. Great which, movie. Uh, yes. And it starts in, like, you follow this group of people up to, like, X amount of time, right? Where there's, spoiler alert, this movie came out, like, four years ago. There's, like, a huge shootout in this, like, hutch, right? Or whatever, this, like, little tavern thing. There's like the huge shootout and you're like, wait, where did all of those guns come from? Where did all these people come from? And then it cuts back in time, like to eight hours earlier, which is where we see like the initial bad guys rolling in. And then we understand like, oh, the people we thought were the bad guys are actually the good guys. And the people who we thought are like the good guys are actually the bad guys. And like the whole with that extra context is flipped because we've been told the story out of order, but now it's different. And it's all about like knowing the form and knowing the function so that you can then reorganize it and retell it. But yeah, so like you could, in theory, it would be a less interesting movie, in my opinion, if you like cut off without like, you have to give the resolution at some point, right? It's the more, the more you talk, the more terms you use, the more I'm comparing this to music because there's a form to music and like nowadays especially with 20th century music they're breaking the form a lot more and they're kind of doing whatever yeah. they want and sometimes there's not a resolution like you just said so it's it's interesting how i'm comparing those at elsa's procession to the cathedral at uh, elsa's yeah elsa's the original elsa's don't have no resolution mm-hmm. at the end she just kind of hangs out there and is all sad girl or whatever and you're like okay okay uh, elsa all right cool all so right, let's yeah, continue the dark out of the soul our character, David, starts a spiral, goes off the deep end, because as Glamorelda is engaged, he's lost his job. He's just, he's sad, you know? Mm-hmm. And which is fair, because you're the town weenie, because you didn't help a lady whose purse was getting stolen. Yeah, freaking weenie. You know, it happens to the best of us, dog. Sometimes we just don't step up and protect that old lady's purse. Sometimes we're just a weenie. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> just a teeny weenie? Just a teeny uh, weenie. So, great. We have the Dark Knight of the Soul, where everything's sad and downtrodden and depressing. And then our break into three happens, which is where uh, we have all of the people from, like, our B story and the fun and games, i.e. 
Ruth, Charles, Anthony, and Doris. They come back in and they're like, yo, David, what's wrong? You haven't been at martial arts class in two weeks. And he's like, I've been sad. And they're like, well, don't be sad, bucko. And then they like help him kind of get his life back together. And then they get him a different job at a different like convenience store or whatever. Sure, whatever. And in the Uh, finale. It's actually Office Max. Okay, he goes from Staples to Office Max. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, And moves it, like continues onward. And ends up, so that's our break into three, is like they come in and they help him. And so Ruth, Charles, Anthony, and Doris come back. That's our break into three. Let me type that up real quick. So our break into three is Ruth, Charles, and Anthony, and Doris come back to cheer up the character David. Yes. And so then our finale, which not to be like very hammer on the nail like right on the head hit it super obvious would be while working now at office max or office depot whatever you said david is now he's got like a new job he's kind of like recovered from things he's still the town weenie he's met a girl at office max yeah he's met a cute cashier at office max and one day while he's out running his errands over the weekend you'll never guess what happens Oh my goodness, what's that? Another lady's purse is getting stolen. Yeah. And, uh, or it it could be Eggs' purse (gasps) getting stolen. And this time, he jumps into action. Yes. And then our character David runs out and he saves the day and he chases down the thief, catches him, and he's like, here you go, Officer, who obviously he knows because it's a small town, and he hands over the thief. They unmask him, and it turns out to be somebody that like everyone knows. And it's like, oh, we should have known it was you, you rapscallion. And then our final image... And I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. If it wasn't for that kid who took all those senior citizens' martial arts classes. <laughs> and then our final image is... Our character, our protagonist, David, rescuing Esglemerelda's purse and trying to give it back to her and giving her purse. She's like, you're not so weak. You're not a weenie anymore. You're so brave. You're the hero. And then she tries to, like, get you back. And you're like, nah, nah, I'm with the cashier from Office Max. I'm with the cashier from Office Max now. (laughs) Her name is Desktop. I don't know. (laughs) You'll never guess where I came up with that name, bro. (laughs) But yeah, and so that's our, like, final image is then David cooking dinner again. Or it's, the final image could be David back at, like, the grocery store running his errands with his new boo thing, desktop. And they're, like, like, hanging out, (laughs) like, shopping together. And they're, like comparing cabbages like which one is nicer which head of lettuce do we want to cook for dinner is it lettuce or cabbage i'm confused bro who cares honestly Honestly, no no here here we go they're they're arguing at the grocery store about which one is better cabbage or lettuce and that's our final and that's our final image them but like a giggling right absolutely yeah great so that's it thank you for coming to our ted talk this has been a 45 minute screenplay about our protagonist, David, in a small town of who knows Ohio and his former boothang as Glamorelda who left him when he became the town weenie because he didn't chase down a, a, a purse snatcher. 
And we got the whole thing. That's we it. Got the That's the thing. story. Look, y'all, it's not hard. It's, it's that not, easy. It's not hard. It's not hard. It just takes 50, 52 minutes to get through. That's, that's it. Uh, I think for the next episode, we'll just do a like 12-hour marathon episode where oh, we sit wait, down and we on. just type out the whole like top to bottom full 110 pages. We'll do the whole thing in like one afternoon. It'll be great. Doesn't that sound like fun, David? It sounds you look like, like you're fun. terrified. Uh, we but... also no, no, no. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I am speechless. I am without no, speech. No, no. I am, in fact, without speech. It has left my body. Speech has left the building. Speech has stepped out of the Skype call. Um, but yeah, so our boy David, right? He's out at the grocery store holding a head of lettuce. Scream outside in the parking lot. He runs out. He's trying to help out. Guess what? He doesn't do anything. He freezes out of fear. The woman who knows him, because it's a small town of like 200 people, is like, that's the man who didn't help save my purse. He's the reason I now have $20 less and my ID's been stolen. But also, it's a small town. Like, they probably know who it is. Moving on. David, over the next week or so, becomes a weenie, right? And everyone in town is like, haha, nice job. Couldn't defend a purse. Blah, 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 blah. He eventually gets made fun of and he tries to better himself by finding a fitness group and he goes into town and he gets help from the senior citizens martial arts class of ruth charles anthony and doris those four then later come back when he loses his job finds out his wife is now engaged to another man without the proper legal action and then he gets really depressed, and then all of his senior citizens friends rally around him. They help him put his life back up. He gets a new job, finds a new boo thing named Desktop Computer, working at Office Max, and then he moves on to be happy, and he steps back up, and he fixes his major character flaw, which was failure to act while he was at the grocery store, by saving Esglemerelda's handbag. And then he takes that, and he says, no thank you, ma'am. I don't want you back. You already proved you're unfaithful. And then he walks out the door with his desktop wife <laughs> as they compare <laughs> computer or cabbages and lettuce. And that's our closing image. Thank you. This has been a Brian Hops and David Gallen production. Roll credits. Two names right there with direction and help by Blake Snyder. <laughs> save the cat save the cat but yeah what do you think you think we could get it produced do you think we could type this up and send it off i think we sh we sh could absolutely type this up type it up send it off just send it right now to blake snyder <laughs> as is <laughs> wait without wait. even having the finale typed wait. up. wait what is the title uh oh um the cabbage man can <laughs> Who can the Cabbage Man can? I have an idea. We could call it Desktop because we could somehow tie the irony of her name and her being the new boo thing and somehow another definition of the word Desktop into the beginning of the story. But it's also just like... Oh, we could just put random desktops throughout the story. Like, when he gets beat up by the senior citizens, he gets thrown onto a desk. Oh, perfect. And then he's on top of a desk. Oh, my gosh. It works on so many levels. It's so many uh, levels. <laughs> it's like, what's the... Uh, like that Vince Vaughn movie, The Delivery Man? Oh, what about it? You know what I'm it? talking about? 
Have you ever seen that movie? I don't but think so, actually. It's such a weird... Okay. Is it the movie where he has like 11 kids? No, he has like 100-something kids. Oh, that's right. Right, because he donates yeah. his... His stuff? What's the... T- yeah, stuff. That's the word we'll use. Uh, he donates his stuff, and all of the kids are like, why did one person donate this much stuff? Like, we want to know who our dad is, blah, blah, blah. And they apparently, like, get through some legal back door, get, like, permission to find out who he is or whatever, and, like, a lawsuit starts with it. And uh, he finds this girl who he falls in love with, and she's just like, oh, but, like, why would someone do that? That's so weird. That's so gross. Like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, but it was me, but I can't tell her it was me because then she won't like me anymore. But he's just, like, conflicted and that, like, self-interest thing. Uh, fun fact, I took a girl on a date to see that movie in high school wow. because we went to go see a different film that was sold out. But we were like, we're already here. That one sounds okay. Do you want to go see a Vince Vaughn feeling? And we went and saw it and I was like, wasn't a bad movie. Like it was okay. The purpose of it was weird because he chose to sell his stuff to like make an insane amount of money so that he could take his like sick and dying grandma to Italy one more time. So like it had a sweet purpose behind it. Still a weird movie, but the but idea of the stuff. Yeah. Is it the just, weird part. It was a weird thing to draw conflict from and make a movie out of, but Hey, that's why they get paid a bunch of money. And I don't. Somebody walked into a room and was like, Hey, this guy donates hundreds of stuff. And all he wants to do is get a lot of money to take his grandma to Italy. And it turns out like all the kids want to figure out who their dad is. But, and like this, this, this is a, this is a money maker right here. I like, this is it. This is it. And somebody went, that's it. I want that. <laughs> and what's crazy to think about that is I'm pretty sure that's like actually based on a real story. I bet it is. I bet that's happened more than once. Maybe not for that many kids, but. But, like, multiple kids from one donor because the donor just needs money. And you're like, okay, cool. Yep. All right. Well, before we uh, before we end this episode, David, would you ever donate? Oh, my gosh. What an awkward <laughs> silence. What an incredible... You got me. And I'm still not answering it because I don't know how to answer that. Um, oh, my gut reaction is yes. Great. There's a bunch of places in Atlanta that'll take it. Brian, would you ever donate your stuff? Bro, I have no idea. I would have to do a lot of reading first about, you know, just the practices and legal. Like, I, that's something that I feel like I would stop and read every line oh, of, like, legal detail. I absolutely would, too. Yeah. What an insane conversation to have at the end of this episode where we wrote a movie. What an absolutely what insane, an absolute one insane movie. Speaking of absolutely insane things... Uh, I have started streaming recently. He has. Um, David, I do has. you want to plug your Twitch? Uh, yeah, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash youngbd. Y-U-N-G-G-B-D. Ooh. Listen to that, folks. Give Go me tune a, in. Give me a follow. What do you, what do you, what do you stream, David? Uh, well, my favorite game of all time is Destiny. Uh, really into the lore of all that. I think I've talked about it a couple times. So a lot of it is Destiny. A lot of it is a fun hang. On Tuesdays and occasionally throughout the week, I will uh, stream with a couple of other people, including Brian at twitch.tv slash Mochaccino Express. Yeah. Brian and I have also 
Well, Brian has got me back into Apex Legends recently, so we've been playing yeah. a lot of that. Back on that Apex grind, baby. And really trying out the streaming thing. I'm really enjoying it. So, Brian's been doing it for a while, but I actually... And, and I've done it before, but haven't really dug into it. So, speaking of outrageous things, today we've written a movie, we've talked about donating our stuff, and now we're talking about video games. I think we've somehow not even made a shape. We've just created a, instead of coming full circle at the end of the episode, it's like we just ended an, the line. Yeah, and it's great, and I love it. And with that note, on that note, goodbye, goodbye, everybody. everybody.